Hello, crime lovers, and welcome to Crime on Tap. I'm Megan, joined by my co-host, Sean. And welcome to our true crime podcast. Join us weekly as we drink our favorite cocktails and discuss gruesome murders, kidnappings, conspiracies, and more. Share the podcast with your friends, family, and heck, your grandma. Leave a review and make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Crime on Tap Pod. Tune in for free on Apple, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. Whether you're driving to work or doing laundry, Crime on Tap will be sure to fulfill your true crime fix each week. And now, buckle up for this week's episode. Listen and enjoy. It has been forever, Megan. I want you to be a part of my team. Mm, oh my god. Or um, I love the ones like, oh girl, you're so beautiful in your profile picture, but it looks like you've gained a few pounds. <laughs> you want to try my fit tea? Now guys, welcome back to another episode of Crime on Tap. If you don't get these references in the beginning of the episode, then have you even lived through the era of social media? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Specifically on Facebook. <laughs> And if your friends are, you know, in their 20s, 30s, 40s, I mean, I would say the demographic is probably is like 20s to 60s women predominantly mm-hmm. yeah, trying 100%. to peddle their shit on Facebook to you. <laughs> With their little copy and paste posts, promoting it daily, shoving it down your throat. In this company, it's like... You're going to own your own business. <laughs> Hashtag girl boss. Even if you make 19 cents a month, like <laughs> the MLM specifically, but there's definitely mm-hmm. like a manipulative tactic of lonely women who are stay at home mm-hmm. moms who feel like they don't have a purpose. They don't interact with other adults a lot and yep. they exploit that. We we're going to get deeper into it, but like, it's yep. fucked. It's fucked up. No, it's pretty fucked up. And honestly, if you call yourself a feminist and you work for an MLM, you're a fraud. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, one of my MLMs. Oh, man, it's pretty egregious. <laughs> so thank you guys once again for joining us on another episode of Crime on Tap. Megan, I think it's only appropriate that we start this episode off um, with another shot because yeah. honestly, it... It made me a little loosey-goosey last time, and I felt like it was a really great episode. <laughs> yeah, we. I feel like we riffed. It was a lot of fun. Like, I was so, laughing editing it. I was laughing. <laughs> I think it was honestly just pure exhaustion from the week, anticipation of seeing each other, which we'll get into that a little bit after we take our drinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit after we give out our drink menu for today's episode. Um, yeah, we'll get into our July 4th weekend. <laughs> It's never dull with us. <laughs> what a great time that was. <laughs> but on my drink menu tonight, Megan, I'll, I'll be drinking another lemon absolute vodka shot mixed with um, some red wine. Mm, wow, intense. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, well, oh, not together. Oh. oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, wow. So what are you drinking? So um, I don't know if everyone knows. No one knows. Vermont has is currently under a liquor shortage because um, there's nothing to do here but drink in the woods. <laughs> and so um, I'm using that as an excuse for not going out and buying actual shot-worthy things. Yeah. So I have my 
still have my Kirkland Irish cream. Oh my God. Coffee flavored wine cocktail. It is 13.5%. What's so, the expiration on that? Is there an expiration? I thought <laughs> what I thought it was like um age like fine wine. I thought it never expired. It just gets better like, the older it gets. It's like cheese. <laughs> yeah, I love blue cheese. I love mold. <laughs> well, mold um actually comes into one of our MLMs later in the episode. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. I don't want to spoil, but <laughs> okay. let's just say I know every MLM and I probably know what Sean's gonna say before he even talks about his. <laughs> Well, yeah, because I told you mine. You're like, oh, thank God you're doing this one. I know so much about it. And believe it or not, I'll tease this. Um, still hashtag free Britney, but Britney's mother comes up in one of these. So Shit, stay really? tuned. Yeah. Oh, my God. Poor girl. Leave the spears alone. <laughs> Literally. You know, he was on to something all those years ago. I know, right? Oh, my God. Okay. Is that a Colby Sawyer shot? <laughs> is that a Kobe Sawyer shirt? <laughs> oh my god, it is! <laughs> it's my CSC player's shirt. Okay, cheersies. Cheersies. Oh. <laughs> I need water. I can't believe you chase with water. What do you mean? What's wrong with that? <coughs> I feel like it doesn't like help. <laughs> Nothing cleanses the palate like water. <laughs> it purifies the soul. Oh, wait till we get to purifiers. Literally everything we've spoken about (laughs) relates to MLM right now. Okay. So before we get into the episode, Megan, how about we give everybody a little recap of our exhilarating weekend we had? Oh my gosh. (laughs) So for the second federal holiday of the year, it was a washout. Memorial Day here in, New Eng- here in New England was a washout. We went camping. I don't know if you guys remember that saga. Our, my three-day camping adventure was a washout. We were wet and damp the entire time. And the same thing happened here on July 4th. <laughs> I was wet we and had damp a... the entire time. <laughs> we at least had a warm place to come back to, a warm, dry place. <laughs> That's very true. We did. Well, why don't we just cut to the chase? <laughs> yeah, the big reveal. The big event here. Well, one of the main events we also went to was the aquarium, which I was ultimately kind of disappointed with the aquarium here in Boston. Um, Was really expecting more, and it was pretty lackluster in my opinion. I don't know about you, Megan. It was so much better as a kid. With school, Girl Scouts, you know, family vacations, I feel like whenever mm-hmm. i was in boston we always went there and i feel like as an adult you start to see like oh some of them are like unhappy and sick you know yes and my favorite part was the octopus okay i love cephalopods and <laughs> everyone everyone was sitting, there's a bunch of kids around they're like wait your turn wait your turn so then i feel pressured i just want to stare at the thing for 30 minutes but i'm yeah. feeling pressured by these adults that i have to let the kids see <laughs> and so my favorite part was ruined by children <laughs> Uh, my qualm was that, like, there just wasn't... I feel like there just wasn't a lot to see. And Is that why you sped walk through the whole thing? <laughs> I saw the turtles. I saw the fish. I saw the penguins. What else more could I see? Oh, yeah, like, there are a couple where I'm like, yo, that's just herring. Yeah, they're just swimming in circles. Like, I can catch that in the river down, down by my parents' house. <laughs> like, <laughs> that doesn't sound like hillbilly, but... <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> and most important, we were together. Exactly. And sure enough, were we together and spending some coin this weekend? And 
100%. Anchor is not going to be helping paying those bills this month. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we accumulated well, probably over uh, one day in Boston, probably $1,000 between all of us. Mm-hmm. Between all the places in the tea, like one of our friends ran, I think ran out of tea money and we're just like, we gave Boston enough just to slide through on mine. <laughs> and there's also a man who asked my boyfriend, he was like, hey, hey buddy, can I slide in with you? And this is his first time in Boston, first time on a subway, like, <laughs> and he, he, he's not traveled and mm-hmm. he was like, okay, sure. So this random guy just, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so one we got lunch lunch was over two hundred dollars then we got dinner dinner was over what another 150 you paid for that bill so i don't even know what that was but it couldn't have been we cheap. had like <laughs> two dinners <laughs> yeah so the second dinner was a, more of a liquid diet and then yes. after that we sprinted another two mile jaunt in the pouring rain uh, to go bowling, and then that bill was one of the most expensive of the night. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. but all in all, we came out having a great time <laughs> until the next morning. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll preface with this: I there was this really loud noise, and it just wouldn't stop, and it was going on for like a half an hour, and from mm-hmm. the street. And so I get up, and I'm looking out, and I'm like, "Oh, I think it's just a st- street sweeper." See, I'm I'm blind as a bat. So and I didn't put my glasses on to look out the window. So I just see like lights. And I'm like, eh, it's probably it's probably just a street sweeper. It'll, it'll be gone mm-hmm. in a little bit. And then I go back to bed. Well, it's something that we all of us <laughs> never expected to happen. I assured mm-hmm. everybody that parking on the street was totally safe. We've been here for about two months now and nothing's happened. We've never even like witness anything happening out there so 2 a.m in the morning uh megan hears the commotion outside mm-hmm. and then around 6 a.m i walk downstairs to go walk the dog and i asked my friend or i asked my friend not yours <laughs> <laughs> yeah we don't have the same friends we don't talk to each other when we're all together <laughs> i ask our friend leah just leah we, we can't say her last name she got upset right. last time we talked about her last name <laughs> Um, I asked Leah, I said, where'd you park your car? I thought it was right here. And she's like, yeah, I thought I parked it there too. <laughs> Come to find out, 2 a.m. in the morning, a drunk driver totaled their brand new 2021 Volkswagen Atlas. <laughs> just Two purchased weeks. a month prior. Um, completely totaled. The drunk driver then presumed to hit three other cars in the process. So come to find out, we come downstairs and their car was towed. Basically, we walked down there. We're like, where the fuck's your car? (laughs) It's missing. So their car was towed. A Mustang got hit in the process. Also a Honda Fit. And then the perpetrator was a 27-year-old white woman from East Boston who just acquired her dream car, which was a 2021 Jeep Wrangler in April. We found her Instagram. <laughs> yes. So uh, don't do anything to us because we'll find you. <laughs> and we found her Instagram story and not even five hours earlier was she uh, drinking at the bar. Mm-hmm. How convenient. And we, took, and we took screenshots because lo and behold, she privated her account. Must have been when she got out of jail. <laughs> oh, I don't even think we mentioned the reason it was such an issue wasn't that little accident and you know she called the police. She was drunk off her ass. Mm-hmm. And the only reason she kept going, the only reason 
she stopped was because her front axle fell off. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been a hit and run. And she told the police that, oh, I didn't even know I hit a car. This is her driving. Mm-hmm. Oh, speed bump. <laughs> <laughs> three, three large oh. speed bumps. So that was our weekend. We were wet majority of the time. We were drunk majority of the time. Um, our wallets were completely depleted and our <laughs> friend's car, brand new vehicle got totaled in the process. So we had a great time this weekend. <laughs> yeah, we, we can't say that uh, we were we were hoping for any excitement that was all delivered. <laughs> it, again, I think about this every day still and I'm like, I still cannot believe this happened. We're hoping and praying that they fight the insurance companies and mm-hmm. they get every nickel and dime plus Time and suffering in addition to this inconvenience. And I think um, the drunk driver is going to be fine because she's a 27-year-old white woman. She's beautiful and she's like a marketing ambassador for some like influencer Mm -hmm. company. Like she's going to be fine. (laughs) Yeah, she's totally fine. Her daddy will help her, of course. Yeah. He probably (laughs) works for the prison. (laughs) (laughs) He probably owns it. I don't know how prison But nonetheless, Megan, so why don't we get right into the podcast? I'm going to start off actually by opening my White Claw because we have... Ooh, a little ASMR tinglies. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, oh, my God. That? I kind of like that. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Can you hear that? I feel like that went on like three <laughs> seconds too long for me. <laughs> So our can opening is like a fake sound. So I I want to have the viewers listen to what it sounds like when it's really opening and see if it's like comparable. So here we go. Okay. <laughs> My God, that was ear piercing. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it fucking hurt. I put it right to the microphone. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> so does it sound good? <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> So let's talk about what MLMs are first. Um, mm-hmm. And also, you're probably wondering, like, why is a true crime podcast doing MLMs? Because MLMs are a crime. Okay. It stands for okay, multi- well, let's not get sued here. <laughs> MLMs okay, are right. legal, pyramid schemes are not. Right. So let's get mm-hmm. into the differences between pyramid scheme and MLM scheme. Or, I mean... Um, multi-level marketing allegedly (laughs) i'll just keep saying allegedly and i'll be fine right yeah so um mlm stands for multi-level marketing which pretty much is the setup of um you have a product that you sell to people but the big bucks are when it comes to recruiting other people to Mm -hmm. sell your product so we have like essential oils makeup think of tupperware a lot of people don't even realize Tupperware is an MLM. Yeah, that, that's like an old school. That's like the OG MLM. Yes. Like mm-hmm. Tupperware, Amway, Avon, Mary Kay. Those are like your mama's MLMs. <laughs> exactly. Yes. That was before they became like social media and everything. Mm-hmm. They had parties, which there's so many different types of MLMs. Those were like the iconic like party MLMs. Yes, like a bunch of housewives having a party. They're, you know, trying to earn some extra money because they're a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. And their husband's out playing cards with the boys and they have a little (laughs) Tupperware party, whatever. Yeah. 
And so um, there's this thing called the downline. And so your downline is the people that you recruit to sell. So you're kind of like the example I saw was like, you have five people, they recruit five people, they recruit five people. You're going down and like a pyramid perhaps. Um, (laughs) hmm. And so (laughs) the pyramid scheme is pretty much there's someone at the top and they have all their little sellers and um, it's a scam essentially. They're, products are shit it's not about the products it's about getting these consultants they're called consultants or presenters to they're the ones buying the products to sell but these products don't sell they don't meet expectations because they're everyday people selling them to their friends and family like a lot of people have talked about how they've alienated their friends and family because they're milking them dry (laughs) trying to get them to buy shit from them yeah They're buying the starter packs of products that are never going to sell. And then they got to keep buying more in order to keep up with their sales. And then they're holding on to all this inventory and then they're drowning in debt. Mm -hmm. Because they can't sell the stuff fast enough because Mm -hmm. a lot of people, a lot of their like um, managers will say, just buy, you know, you're not selling hard enough. It's your fault. This stuff isn't selling or just buy more product, have more variety. And so then they buy more product that they can't sell. And yep. so they're just losing more and more and more and more money and not making <laughs> and they, any of that. They make you feel guilty if you're not selling enough. They're like, oh, well, you're not working hard enough. You don't enjoy this business. You're not a boss babe. Yeah. So you're not working hard enough. You're not selling and you're the problem. It's not our product. You're the problem. Well, and also it becomes this culture. Like they'll talk about, oh, we're part of the family. But if you're not buying into everything they're saying and literally buying and being really super positive about the product and, you know, being up the manager's butts (laughs) and everything, you know, you're going to be isolated and annexed from it. And you think these people are your friends, your family, essentially. It's like this really weird mind game. It's like a lot of people have compared it to like a cult, has a cultish mentality. Mm Mm-hmm. And like going back to, I think this is a good part to mention who is targeted in these MLM schemes. And if you look at any of these MLMs and their marketing strategies, they are targeting women, moms, specifically new moms who are working or living at home while the, the father is off making the money and they're trying to make some side money trying to make an extra income for the family. And this is the type of people that they're marketing towards. It's almost like a sorority. Like you're buying into a sorority to have friends, basically. Mm -hmm. Like this, oh, we're empowering women, sisterhood, like the kind of feminist fab. They're like any fab you can think of, they're on board with it. Like the pseudoscience, herbal remedies to Mm -hmm. the um, feminist empowerment, anything you can, they can get their hands on, they exploit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's the perfect word. They're exploiting these items and these products and kind of like promoting them and marketing them as something that you need to make your life better. And if you don't have it, your life is not as good as mine. Mm-hmm. Selling so, the perfect life in like FOMO, like fear of missing out. The mm-hmm. that FOMO. You're a little chooky. <laughs> I'm a little who? Chooky. I don't know what that means. Oh my god, am I old? Oh my god, that's a millennial trying to act like a Gen Zer. Oh my god. <laughs> You're like, fo- everybody, FOMO, fear of missing out. 
<laughs> you just know, I know. Um. Um, so just to put it plainly, MLMs place a lot more emphasis. Well, this is what they're geared towards direct selling platforms on products and pyramid schemes are more prioritizing on recruiting people. But where the blurry lines end up is when MLMs start having both where it's like you're recruiting people to gain a commission, but you're also gaining commission based on product sales, which nobody makes money. Nobody makes a full-time income selling the product. Mm -hmm. They make that damn money with recruitment and the commission that they're making off every single member downline. There's a reason why the lines are blurry because it's a workaround of the law. Exactly. Yeah. There's so many, they, they, specifically target the loopholes in the laws to get around the lawsuits that are always filed against these companies. Because let me tell you what, if you are an MLM, you will probably have a, quite a few lawsuits against you every single year. Mm-hmm. I, I, whether it be about your product, whether it be about um, being a possible pyramid scheme, tax evasion, mm-hmm. anything, they're always in trouble. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So just some stats in case any of you are currently in an MLM and it's almost like Scientology. Um, get out of that shit because you are getting mm-hmm. scammed. There is, it's the long term is not worth it. The pennies you're making now, it's never going to become a full time income because only a fraction of the people that actually do MLMs succeed. So one in three, one in thirteen Americans have participated in MLMs, and approximately half drop out within the first year, and ninety percent of them are out by the fifth year. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> That's a great percentage. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then also, seventy-three percent of people who participate in MLMs lose money or make no money at all. So, you boss babes out there working from home, and you're thinking that these MLMs are going to be making you tons of shit and money. You're not going to be making nothing, sweetie. Mm-mm. No, I have a statistics. This is my favorite. When I first heard this, I was like, "This is just insane." So based on a rotation of five people, recruiting five people, recruiting five more people, you can only have 15 cycles of that. Those five people, each recruiting five people, those five people, each recruiting five more people. And that can only have 15 cycles before it exceeds the human population. Oh my God. So there's no way that these like are lucrative in the long run. Mm-hmm. Like you can't have freaking babies be <laughs> a, be a consultant, and yeah. and that's where it's like this isn't a real business. This is exploited. This is you're a recruiting office. <laughs> yeah. Going back to the part, I love this one quote. Yeah. MLM basically stands for moms losing money. <laughs> oh yep. <laughs> because many of these organizations are targeting young women and stay-at-home moms and they prey on their insecurities and their loneliness being a new parent because most of the time again like we've already talked about these new moms are sitting at home lonely bored don't have anything to do and they find these communities and these people and these teams and they say that oh our sponsors will support you through all these processes and help you launch your own business from home but again like you're saying once you go down you recruit five people, then they recruit five people. Like your own people are are becoming your own competition. There's so many people selling the same products you're selling 
and there's less buyers. You're almost, you're competing against the people in your team who were once supporting you. And it's becoming this like, like competitive mentality that you have to sell, sell, sell and beat out your competition or else you'll never rise up the ranks. Well, so, and I feel like the people that buy from MLMs are the kind of people that would, you know, be consultants in them. So it's a very small pool of people you're working with that are, that are, yeah. I mean, I feel like it was a lot easier before the internet and stuff because people weren't privy to this kind of information. But now, you know, there's mm-hmm. memes about, they call them the Huns, you know, filling your inbox with come buy my things. Like it's become widely known. These names are, are yeah. alleged scams. Like it's not as easy to fool people. Let's be a part of a movement together. Also, you were the first person to pop in my head. <laughs> oh my God. I love turning them down. That's like my favorite thing. Like I think about one of my ex-roommates from college. She's in the big MLM and she, I could tell that she was gearing. She's like, oh, how are you doing? I'm like, you don't give a fuck. I, I see your profile. I know what you're after. And she's like yeah. gearing up and she's like, oh, how are you? And I was like, well, my boyfriend's mother just died. So things aren't going well. Oh, and she backpedaled like a tricycle. <laughs> All of a sudden, I was like, oh, you're not going to ask me about your MLM at this time? But I mean, I mean, it was sad because his mother did actually die. But I'm glad yeah. that she had the decency to to stop what she was doing. <laughs> I've seen plenty of, you know, screenshots of, of women being like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to honor her memory by getting this memorial yeah. candle or some shit like that? Like, <laughs> It's messed up. Didn't it give the differences? We just basically said the MLMs are a scam. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I cannot find the difference. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't I don't know what information to give you that's different. <laughs> yeah. There's just, to us, there's no difference. But mm-hmm. in the legality purposes, there is a difference, I guess. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly, yes. (laughs) So my first one is called Unique. So it's a makeup MLM. uh, (laughs) But I love scrolling through the unique pictures because the presenters, for one, the unique makeup isn't good. They're known for their spider lashes is like what they call them. Is that their bestseller? Oh, no, they're not. It's like um, derogatory is what I'm trying to say. Oh. They're not actually called spider lashes. Oh. They're like everyone's like it turns. It's like it's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, and um, they also had an issue in 2017. There was a lawsuit. There's about 100 lawsuits with them. Mm-hmm. Um, with their again with their lashes, their mood struck 3D fiber lashes as mm-hmm. natural containing 100% natural green tea fibers, which was a lie. <laughs> there was lots of chemicals and actually no green tea at all. No green tea leaves at all. Um, so they were, there was actually children's sweat from the sweatshops that they were made in. Oh yeah, these are not high quality handcrafted products. This is garbage. <laughs> and their um, their motto or their tagline is uplift, empower, validate. So playing right into the hands of the boss babe, uplifting women, yep. feminism. You know. Let's get it, girls. Whatever shit. Mm-hmm. That's the one yeah. thing. These MLMs, they have a repeating theme here is genius marketing towards women. Oh, yeah. Cheap products from China that you can buy on Alibaba for 20 cents. They're mm-hmm. marking up 100 to like 200%. Oh, yeah. And easy. it's all about the marketing. 
yeah, they're they're selling a lifestyle. Exactly, and we'll see that yeah. with, with, the, with the BAM that I talk about. It's a lifestyle. And there's tons of stories about women who are selling unique that have just thousands of dollars worth of makeup, expired makeup in their garage that they can't even sell anymore. It's just yeah. sitting and just wasted time and money. They have a bunch of lawsuits also saying that um, they've sued people saying, oh, you're copying um, our brand or they've also gotten lawsuits being you're copying our brand a bunch of things back and forth like that from 2016 and 18 and then in 2019 they were sued for being an alleged pyramid scheme and which we'll see like a lot of them Mm -hmm. are sued for being alleged pyramid schemes and a lot of them make settlements to uh not be found guilty basically (laughs) yes i was just gonna say that it's so irritating none of them are like disbanded or have any sentences that mean anything. Yeah. It's so frustrating when it's so obvious like this. Yeah. Um, And so I wanted to touch on two kind of related, unique um, scandals. They're kind (laughs) of heavy. So trigger warning for sexual abuse and domestic abuse. Um, Mm -hmm. So in what year was it? I believe it was it was 2019. It was before the pandemic. There, so <laughs> October of 2019 um, is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and so Unique, you know, being the strong girl, supportive bosses yeah. that they are, you know, wanted to highlight this very important month. And a lot of these, they call them presenters in Unique. A lot of these presenters said that their higher ups told them to do this to kind of. Yeah rope in domestic violence awareness month with their selling their products and so i don't know this story but i can kind of see where it's going so to promote they did this horrid horrid thing very misguided thing of using unique makeup to recreate bruises cuts and like abrasions on them mimicking domestic abuse and be like um, oh my god you know women can use this to cover up their bruises and strength and makeup and we're here for you and just this just so and of course um unique you know we're like this was the presenter's choice they backed away from it took no responsibility yeah but the presenters were like no you know we all got an email saying do this so it's kind of like a he said she said thing so the other thing that's kind of related to it um, is Unique Foundation has a okay? Unique has a foundation called Defend Innocence, um, which is a charity committed to the eradication of child sexual abuse and its effects. Um, and so mm-hmm. their big part of it is that they have the Haven Retreat, which is which was in Utah, and um, <gasps> female oh survivors of childhood sexual assault would go there, and you know. Um, have workshops and there were clinicians there and, and all this really supportive stuff. And mm-hmm. were they ran uh, by Mormon priests? They were not. No, it was one of the co-founders <laughs> and his wife. Oh, mm-hmm. it's always and, Utah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Because of Utah, the Mormons. Oh my God. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> um, and so you, the unique presenters, when they put themselves out there, unique really does not back them up. They were saying <laughs> that they were told that 100% of the proceeds go to the Unique Foundation, which makes absolutely no sense because no one would make any money. That's not real. Yeah. 
that that was not real um and well, i mean to be your own girl boss and to own your own business is it worth not making any money well and so it's like for one that doesn't make sense you're you know they're making money off this and so of course a lot of more insensitive marketing on the presenter's half of um i have some quotes that some boss babes put out regarding okay, yeah one post was did you know and this is like a getty's image of like a woman in a wheat field or something oh. did you know by purchasing your makeup from me you were helping empowered sexually abused women and um mascara helps empower sexually abused women does yours okay like kind of using it as like you better like a guilt thing just so inappropriate and so and so with this foundation i there's a very little negative things about it and i noticed all the positive things were from the unique unique website themselves so i had to do some digging but i found Mm -hmm. on a blog called l bow l e l l e b e a u blog um she interviews she's an ex unique seller she calls it hashtag punique (laughs) (laughs) she started that she had she interviewed a woman that um asked to not be disclosed because she was sexually assaulted and she just wants to keep that private albie is what they called her and she talked about how they rejected her because she had too much trauma. Mm-hmm. So it, they were very selective. It was very at face value. She was like, um, they asked me very invasive and pro- inappropriate questions. They were trying to trick me into saying things that I was dangerous and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, don't come to us unless you're further along on your journey. And it's like, that's not really helpful. And yeah. so um, Albie, even though she doesn't have her name, she's behind two projects the mlm police and american <laughs> against mlms projects yes. um, so there's a lot of people like elbow and alby quotes that have been so negatively affected that they're starting causes to end this i love that <laughs> yeah it's unique i would say their biggest fault is being liars and manipulators is what mm. Mm-hmm. Lying about their products and manipulating how they sell with very harmful tactics. Let's get into my first one, mm-hmm. which is not any better. It is the brand called Young Living. <sighs> it is one of the top 10 um, revenue earning uh, MLMs currently. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is no better than Unique. <laughs> it might not have the um, the brutal history like Unique. So beginning with the founder of Young Living, Gary Young, um, how about we just discuss his problematic origin story? Oh my God, like a villain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, Megan, you said that you kind of knew a little bit about this, mm-hmm. um, which I knew nothing about, and I learned about it just today, and it is pretty problematic, to be honest. Considering the products that they sell, which if you guys don't know, Young Living sells basically um, herbal oils that don't specifically say they cure viruses and diseases. But when I get into it a little bit later, there has been some cases where they claim that a combination of oils has cured um, or prevented the uh, Ebola outbreak. Oh my god. And essential oils are fine, but they're for sniffing. They're not for consumption. They're not for curing. Mm -hmm. Yes. So as we get into it, just know herbs don't cure cancer. 
Yes. <laughs> that shouldn't be a surprise, but you'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah. So basically, how Young Living came about was Gary Young suffered a debilitating spinal injury and claimed to have healed himself by drinking water and lemon juice over a course of several months. So this is where the bright idea of coming up with Young Living started from. Now, a little bit of history on Gary Young, just so we can get a good idea of his business model today. Um, in 1982, Young opened a health clinic and started a birthing center in Spokane, Washington, where in that year he attempted to deliver his own daughter in a whirlpool at his own birthing center, and the infant died after spending an hour underwater. <laughs> I know. That is the thing. I was I was like, that's my biggest gripe, yeah. like that no one is talking about that and thinking about that. Like, this guy's dangerous. And they have thousands and thousands of distributors for this company that this man started, which he's done other stuff. Let me continue. Mm -hmm. Um, So after the death of his infant child, after he drowned him in an underwater whirlpool for an hour, he was arrested, but the charges were dropped and the death was ruled an accident. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think it's more of like negligence, but he probably had enough money to get out of it. So... The next year, he then pleaded guilty to practicing medicine without a license. He was eventually shut down. His birthing clinic was shut down. Um, But that didn't stop him because he opened another clinic in Tijuana, Mexico. Wow. They they always go to Tijuana. Mm -hmm, Where he created a specialized program um, for a $2,000 a week detox program. um, Where he also founded a clinic in Chula Vista, California. Um, that was also later shut down for promoting fraudulent medical practices. So all of you young living distributors out there, this is the man you were working for. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, he became eventually infatuated with the medical or with the medicinal properties of essential oils because like happened in 1982, he cured his own diseases with uh, lemon water, and he began specializing in learning about lavender oil. And that was like his biggest claim to fame was distilling lavender oil and making batches of that and claiming that it would cure certain uh, anxieties, depression, mm-hmm. um, and just help with those kind of um, mental illnesses. So like Megan stated in Unique, we're going back to Utah. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he opened a Young Life Research Clinic in 2005, but it followed multiple controversies, including the hiring of a pediatrician who had previously been pleaded guilty to manslaughter. Oh my uh, shit. And a later lawsuit regarding a woman who claimed an injection of vitamin C that almost killed herself. Uh, so these are the people that he's hiring. Like, where's the background check? It's 2005. We have background checks. And then also there was an incident in, two, in the year 2000 where at a distillery tank at a Young Living Farms, which was the place in Utah that he made, um, which was a distillery for the oils that he was creating, floated in a, a Young Living employee was killed in the process of this um, explosion. And it was later found that none of the tanks that the oils were in had pressure valves on them. So basically, the pressure gauges were just going off the fucking charts, and they were exploding, and 
eventually killed somebody. <laughs> this guy is dangerous. He's like this- he like wants to be a doctor without any of the training. He like thinks he's a doctor or something. He thinks right. And I was also thinking this. I thought a lot of things while you're talking. <laughs> Um, he's literally a snake oil salesman like he's literally selling oil yes he's such a classic case of a snake oil salesman char char was it charlton yes charlton charlton yeah a huckster or a charlton yeah oh my god and i have to say unique has shitty makeup and they made some shitty choices but this guy's literally, allegedly, a murderer. So if you guys don't know what the, what a snake oil salesman is, it's basically oh, right. somebody who is basically selling a product and claiming that it will have fake medical cures. Young Living wasn't 100% saying that their products were going to cure certain diseases, but they were claiming that, that if you rub some peppermint oil on your forehead, that it's going to cure your headache. <laughs> mm-hmm. and you just can't say you can say that that happened for me or something but you can't say like there has to be a whole fda process for these to be actual remedies and that's one of the things with essential oils is that the fda has never approved essential oils to be a cure for anything so if you are an essential oil company you cannot make the claim that this is going to cure any of your problems. It's more so they're targeting people. And I, I read a lot into this. It's more of the fixation. I'm going to go home after a long day's work and I'm going to rub rub some lavender oil on my head and it's going to cure my headache. You can start getting it into your head. It's more of a mental thing than mm-hmm. it is to be actually like a cure for a headache. So it's not really like an actual... FDA approved medically um, curing essential oil. It's just your own mindset is curing it on its own because you're relating lavender oil to curing a headache. So you're telling yourself, oh, if I do this, it's going to cure it. Mind over matter. Exactly. Yeah. So basically the runaround with Young Living, the Young Living promotes it a little bit differently, (laughs) but they kind of justify as, oh, buy our products, start with our starter kits. You are not obligated to sell anything. If you just enjoy our products, enjoy our products. But if you want to enjoy our products and make a little money, then you can do that too. So that's where it gets a little bit fucked. (laughs) Um, The lifestyle again. They're selling the young living lifestyle. Exactly. Like if you enjoy our products, why not enjoy our products and make some money on the side? So basically, if you want to become a young living member, you start by getting their starter kit, which... um, ranges from a hundred dollars from the basic kit up to the 260 dollars to, to to the premium kit and basically it's just like a pyramid scheme model where if you become a member you can become a member of their rewards program and their rewards program has different tier levels and it's all based around the amount of people you recruit and you recruit new members and then if they recruit new members and if they recruit new members and every time somebody places an order or has their auto subscription on every single month, you get a certain percentage of that person's sales, or you get a certain percentage of how much they're buying. And they have so many different tiers of how you can earn commission off of your downline. So if you're at the top, if you're at the upline, and you're a sponsor or you're a a mentor in one of these programs, 
you can make some serious money if you're making 5% off of every single time one of your people, one of your people's subscription just auto renews. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times people are just, a lot of these people are just getting these subscriptions every month because they enjoy the product. Distinguish that, oh, I can't go on without my essential oils. It's almost like it's almost like a drug, basically, mm-hmm. that they can't go any further without having their essential oils after a long day's work. And you have to think about, like, I feel like most of these things, the, the people that are in the top tiers that are actually making the money, they've had to step on so many people, fuck so many people over that yeah. I honestly, I feel like if you make a lot of money doing these, then you're probably a shitty person. <laughs> If you want to make money being a Young Living member, you have to recruit new people. It's the only way to make money through Young Living. Because most members, they don't make nearly enough money just selling the product alone. Because you're making all that percentage-based commission from getting new members. Yes, we are an MLM, but we're different. We're a different kind of MLM. Mm -hmm. This is how we do things here. At Young Living, you are not obligated to sell. You are not obligated to buy new inventory. That's how they kind of promote it. But at the end of the day, you're recruiting new people. You're in people's DMs. You're given mm -hmm. copy and share material every single day to post on your Facebook, to post in your team's Facebook pages to get new people to join your to join your community. I was saying it's like the, I'm not like other girls of MLMs. There's this one famous one of it's the oregano essential oil. She's putting it in the pasta. Cause it's, I'm like, it's not actually oregano. <laughs> do not, yes. do not consume it. Like it, mm-hmm. I think the thing is like enough can kill a household cat. Like don't be eating this shit. And so back in 2014, the FDA they didn't sue Young Living, but they issued an official warning towards Young Living, marketing that some consultants made outlandish claims that specific combinations and concentrations of oils could prevent Ebola. And this um, warning was also sent to other companies who are making this false claim, which mm-hmm. is just crazy that there are some consultants claiming that rubbing some oils and mixing them together could prevent this virus from occurring. Mm-hmm. So yes, that's kind of it on Young Living. You girls out there, if you were in the Young Living community, don't believe anything they're saying. And I do believe like, okay, if lavender is going to cure your headache, keep doing it. If it's working for you, just keep doing it. But to say that it's going to work for everybody, and just, I don't believe it. <laughs> very wise advice very wise advice yeah. we're not shaming oh, also like, it does make you feel better but it's not gonna make everybody mm-hmm. feel better okay you guys so honestly that's about all we can handle today on mlms i'm getting like hot and steamy over here i'm like sweated under my ball cap, on your ball cap. <laughs> but guys we thank you so much for joining us on another episode of crime on tab we will be sure to be at you next week with another episode Hopefully, regarding MLMs, we might switch it up on you guys. You never know what's going to come next. (laughs) (laughs) But be sure to follow us on Instagram at CrabOnTapPod. We know everybody makes fun of us because we promote our Instagram and there's no content there. But for when there is content and when we have new listeners listening to old episodes, they can be sure to follow us on CrabOnTapPod. Yes. (laughs) Thanks for both. 
<laughs> and leave a comment. Tell your friends. Tell your grandma. <laughs> or your gma, whatever y'all call her. We'll see mm -hmm. you guys next time. Where crime, crime is always, always on, on tap. tap.